0: Welcome to Daily Drive Time Devotions and Day 3 Ever Look Together through Colossians chapter 2. In a minute, I want to read for you verses 11 to 15 of Colossians 2. But before that, before reading these verses, let me remind you of the false teaching that was running rampant through the Colossian church, the teaching that was wearing away at their faith for those that fell under the captivity of this teaching. Because with this false teaching in mind, the answers that Paul gives in the verses that we're going to read today take on greater clarity. So let me let me remind you of what this false teaching was all about. It had uh, five specific qualities to it. Number 1, they wanted to teach men an additional philosophy, a human philosophy. Number 2, they wanted to introduce a system of astrology. Number 3, they wanted to impose circumcision on Christians because they felt like that keeping of the Jewish law was still important. Number 4, They wanted to get people to adhere to ascetic rules and regulations, things that you couldn't do, a lot of do's and don'ts. And number five, they wanted to introduce the worship of angels. Now with that in mind, let me read verses 11 to 15. In him you were also circumcised in the putting off of the sinful nature, not with a circumcision done by the hands of men, but with the circumcision done by Christ. Having been buried with him in baptism, And raised with him through your faith in the power of God, who raised him from the dead. When you were dead in your sins and in the uncircumcision of your sinful nature, God made you alive with Christ. He forgave all your sins. Having canceled the written code with its regulations that was against us and stood opposed to us, he took it away, nailing it to the cross. And having disarmed the powers and authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them. By the cross. Now, as we walk back through these false teachings that were part of this church, you get a good sense of how Paul is giving a strong and clear answer to this church. Remember, they wanted to teach men an additional philosophy. We talked about that a little bit yesterday, this human philosophy. One, Paul said, that takes you captive, one that depends on human tradition and what Paul calls the elemental, elemental truths. That word elemental can mean a couple things. It can mean the ABCs, uh, just going right back to the little tiny basics, but can also have to do with the elemental spirits of the world, focusing on um, our human passions rather than focusing on God's purpose for our lives. And there are a lot of human philosophies that sound very smart, but what's really behind them is, I want to do what I want to do. I want to live my life for myself. There's a lot of smart ways to say, I'm going to do what I want to do and I don't care and anybody gets in my way. You can say that in a selfish way. You can say that in a smart way. The truth behind it is, it's still that elemental thing of selfishness that's behind it all. They wanted to teach men an additional philosophy. They made it sound smart, but it was still all about selfishness, me. They wanted also to introduce a a system of astrology. In that day, by and large, people believed that their lives were determined by the stars. When uh, any important decisions were made in government, the stars were consulted. If a war were, a campaign were to be waged, the stars were consulted. If Caesar had a decision to make, the stars were consulted. And the Gnostics came into this and they began to teach based on this teaching of astrology because this teaching also said that the stars told you what kind of life you were going to have. They determined for you the life that you were going to lead. And if you were poor, it's because the stars determined it. Fatalistic, you had no choice. If you were rich, the stars determined it. Well, for so many that were poor, they felt trapped in a life they could never escape. And the Gnostics came in and said, oh yes, you're trapped there, unless you know this secret. It was like the secret password. If you know this secret password, then you can unlock the stars and you can escape to become all that you want to be in your life. Again, it's appealing to human pride. The problem was it was false from the beginning. The stars don't determine our lives. God's will determines our lives. They also wanted to impose circumcision on Christians. This came from the Jewish faith. And God had told the Jews, commanded them to be marked by circumcision, the Jewish men, as a sign of their faith, beginning back with Abraham. But when Christianity began, the question very quickly came, does a new believer in Christ who is a Gentile, who is uncircumcised as a man, does he have to be circumcised to become a Christian? And the answer quickly came. You can read about it in Acts chapter 15. No, no, he does not that faith in Jesus Christ is enough. But there were people in this church who were teaching, no, no, you have to be circumcised to really be a believer in Jesus Christ. You have to follow these Old Testament laws as well. And Paul says, you noticed in verse 11, you were circumcised. He's talking to people who are not Jews saying, spiritually, God has done something to your heart. You were circumcised in the putting off of your sinful nature. And later he talks about the uncircumcision of your sinful nature. Paul is saying, yeah, God, God asked the Jewish men to be marked by circumcision, but that did nothing to their hearts. It just was a symbolic way of saying that their hearts, their hearts were focused on God. And Paul's saying it, it doesn't mean anything if it doesn't mean anything in your heart. And so no, Christians don't need to be circumcised. That's not, or uncircumcised. That's not the point. The point is what's happened to your heart. You see, Jesus, for these false teachers, didn't fulfill the law. He just added to the law. So they had the whole Old Testament law they still needed to keep, maybe a few minus, But Jesus uh, added a few things to that. And Paul is writing to say, no, Jesus fulfilled the law completely because it's about what God's doing in your heart. These people also wanted to get others to adhere to ascetic rules and regulations. We're going to focus on that a little bit more tomorrow. All these rules about what you could eat, what you couldn't eat, Why? there's people in your life who'd love to fill your life with rules and regulations about spiritual things. It makes them feel better if they can control you in that kind of a way. Paul has something to say about that. We'll look at that tomorrow. And they also wanted to introduce the worship of angels. They felt like that because God was so great, we couldn't get close to God. And so we needed to worship some spiritual being that God had made. And angels were as close as we could get to God, so maybe we should worship them. So they wanted to introduce into the church the worship not of God, but the false worship of angels, the worship of a creation. God answered all of these false teachings in Christ. He also answered them at a place in Christ. Did you notice? In verse 13, God made you alive with Christ. He forgave all your sins, having canceled the written code with its regulations that was against us and stood opposed to us. He took it away, nailing it to the cross. Jesus Christ is the one who has canceled all of these false teachings, put them aside, shown the truth. And where did he do that? He did it at the cross. Notice two things that happened at the cross. (laughs) They'll give you freedom in daily life. Notice those two words, canceled and disarmed. Canceled. The written code, which which is a picture of of a handwritten list, of the ways I do not keep God's commands. That's, that's the idea of the written code here. The written code with its regulations, this list of all the ways that I didn't keep God's commands, that I didn't follow what God wanted me to do, both in positive ways and negative ways. I didn't do what he wanted me to do, and I did what he didn't want me to do. It's canceled. The idea here is of a IOU being ripped up, canceled, even more than that. It's of it being erased entirely from the page, Because if you rip up an IOU, you might be able to tape it back together and see that it existed at one time. But this is the idea of completely erased, like a whiteboard where it's completely erased. You don't even know what was on the board. There is no record that it's ever been. That's what the word canceled means here. How did he erase it? The only way he could, through crucifixion. Your sins were crucified with Christ. This list of all the things you haven't done All the things you have done that are wrong, this list was nailed to the cross. It was crucified with Christ. It died with Christ. If I'll only accept by faith what Christ did for me, that's what I'm accepting. Cancel that word. What else happened at the cross? There's another word here, and it's the word disarmed. He disarmed the powers and authorities, and he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. There's an incredible picture here. The picture is of a Roman general. When the Roman armies went out and they had a great victory, then the army would come back after the victory and they'd march through Rome. And first of all, all the soldiers would march through. And behind those soldiers, the defeated followed. They would bring back the captives, the people they had defeated from whatever country they had just triumphed over. And those defeated would follow. They were stripped of all their weapons. They were often in chains. They were the defeated and disarmed. Paul writes and says, Jesus Christ has already triumphed over all the powers of evil. He made a public spectacle of them at the cross. It's already done. Now, I know in daily life, maybe sometimes you feel defeated. Maybe you feel like sin's getting the best of you. But sin did not get the best of Jesus, and it never will. In fact, it's already settled. He's already defeated all those powers. He's already made a public spectacle of them. It's signed and sealed and delivered. It's disarmed. It's finished. And so Paul's challenge to the false teachers is, when you look at God in human flesh, when you look at the triumph of the cross, what could possibly be added to that? But there's also a personal challenge in our lives in these verses. Challenge to you and I. One of the people on our research team, as they read through these verses, wrote, "My thoughts are, as I read this chapter, my thoughts are of the baptisms today that I see at church. I was helping out in our baptisms today. And they were so emotional. I could see that people were captured by that moment of being baptized, becoming one of Christ's family, recognizing that they were in Christ's family. And this verse explains that it was through their faith in the power of God that they were born again with Christ. This is a powerful moment of witness, the public display of faith. You see, all of the powers of evil were put on public display, and they were disarmed. But you and I also need to make a public display, a public display of our faith. In Him, in verse 12, you were buried with Him in baptism and raised through your faith in the power of God. That happened the moment you were saved. This burial and baptism talked about in verse 12 is talking about what happened to you the moment you became a believer in Christ. Your sins were crucified with Him on the cross, buried with Him in baptism. And you got this new life in Christ, raised to walk in a brand new life. And when you are baptized, When you're baptized before others and make a public spectacle in the positive of what Christ has done for your life, you're symbolically showing what Jesus did for you when you were saved. That's why baptism is so important. It's a powerful witness of what Jesus Christ has done in your life. It's a powerful witness of the triumph that he worked at the cross, disarmed, canceled. That's what happened at the cross. Let's thank him for that. Jesus, thank you for the cross. We have a little idea of the power of the cross, but it's just a little. When we read verses like this and realize that you truly canceled all of our sins by what you did for us on the cross, when we read these verses and realize that you disarmed those powers and authorities of evil, Lord, it's amazing to us what you did. Thank you for your humility to come to this earth and die for us. And thank you for your power displayed on the cross displayed in your resurrection, and displayed in our lives today as we trust in you. Thank you, Jesus, in your name, amen.